Well, with your permission, I'd like to put you into a state of Christmas Gnosis and take you on a magic journey. To Winter Wonderland? Sure. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 2, Episode 11, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Ah, excellent. And you know what time it is now that we've started the episode. It is Outsourcing Mike's Bits. I almost forgot the name of it for a moment there. (laughs) We're going to get a good shuffle. We're going to get another good shuffle just to make sure that, you know, we, we've, we, we need to get that good shuffle in. Okay, and let's see what's on top for this disastrous outsource bit. All right, this is not a conversation whatsoever, so here's, here's a fun little question for you specifically, Ben, apparently. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? <laughs> I wish... I wish I made that up because it is literally on there. Look, look, look at that. Okay, so if if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Uh, I would say if peanut butter was not called peanut butter, I would call it peanut thick sauce. <laughs> I mean, that would be nope, very... that's uh, terrible. Peanut, it would be very, uh, very descriptive, I guess. Peanut... Peanut cream. Okay. Peanut stuff. Not sure if I like <laughs> peanut stuff. I have a few thoughts myself uh, if, okay. as I can rescue you from this disastrous bit. Uh, Please do. Uh, my first one that came to mind that isn't quite right um, is uh, peanut mousse. Um, it's not really a okay. mousse. A mousse is uh, looser, uh, uh, lighter, if you will. Uh, but this one, I think, is is a good uh, contender here. Uh, peanut puree. Okay. Uh, I think is a don't, clo- don't, don't somewhat love closer. It. Okay, don't love it. Okay, okay. Let's uh, workshop. I, w- I would I would take peanut stuff over peanut puree. Really? I'm that's I mean, that's surprising okay. to me. You've got you've got Oreos and they've got the double stuff. So stuff. Okay. We've established stuff can be a food, right? You've got food stuffs. Well, yes, I will. I will say that peanut butter does predate Oreo stuff by quite a bit. Well, yeah, but you didn't say I have to go back in time and like tell George Washington Carver he's wrong about what to call peanut butter. I mean, fair. It, it does not explicitly state you're going back in is this, time. Is this another? Does, is this another Back to the Future thing where I go back in time and steal the invention of a black man and claim it as my own? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It seems hey, to be you that knew, this is you the know thing. that new peanut taste you've been looking for. Well, have a bite of this. Have a bite of this peanut stuff. You guys might not be ready for that but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I call it peanut stuff. <laughs> how, how about we go the other way uh, instead of trying to describe it, but like uh, Carver's peanut concoction. And then we go just, we go deep into the kind of like patent medicine area. 
Uh, I think if it's if it's peanut concoction, you have to say it with a uh, um, transatlantic uh, accent. I don't believe I have that one. <laughs> uh, like an old timey newsreel. You gotta you gotta really lean into that. Uh, Carver's peanut concoction. Yeah, no, I like that. That I'm 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 kind of in on that. Let's do that. Okay. That, okay. that way he gets more recognition. He gets, he gets like more it. recognition. Mm-hmm. It might not flow as well uh, with jelly. Um, uh, Carver's peanut concoction and jelly. Uh, a, a CBC, a CPC, a, NJ. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Th- I, this, that's it. I think we finished our Mike's this, uh, <laughs> outsourcing Mike's bits. This card was bad and you should burn it. So... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I have been just basically tossing them away once I finish them. Like, ah, whatever. Uh, I'm never going to use these again, so I basically <laughs> might as well burn them. Excellent. So, uh, But again, let's not... I, bu- I bought a number of these decks, so we're going to go through a oh, number of Lord. these. Okay. Um, let's... I thought they would be better. I thought they would be better. <laughs> Before I spent the money, I read a few of them. I'm like, oh, those are kind of funny questions. And then I get a peanut butter question name. Like, well, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I do. I do like how you're always like, I'm not sponsored by them. And then we just spend the entire time ripping on how bad these are. Yeah. Cause if I was sponsored <laughs> by them, I would push away from uh, uh, making fun of them. Well, what else would you call peanut butter? Well, that's a really good question that we should all ponder. Great question. Excellent. You did it real great. All I, all I'm, it, it, I will say, here's here's the description on the back of the box. I think I've read this okay. before, but we're going to read it again. The what the heck deck, again, poorly named, contains mm-hmm. 50 unique conversation starting questions. Not 100% true, but fine. Uh, to help you take your podcast interviews to the next level, actively incorrect, and keep your audience entertained, debatable. So I like how this is supposedly for interviews so that, like, you, you know, we, we get... We get Jim Rash on this podcast, right? I'm not asking him about peanut butter, I swear to God. (laughs) We're like, hey, what's up, Jim Rash? I bet you get all I bet you get all sorts of questions about community. And I I bet you're tired of questions about community. So instead, if you had to rename peanut butter, what would you call it? I got one of these Reese's trees. I want you to rename the thing that's inside of there. You can't be you can't be peanut butter. So you gotta come up with something, Jim Rash. Award winner Jim Jim Rash, you gotta, <laughs> a, a national treasure Jim Rash. You, you We're gotta, looking at you, you gotta Jim? come up with something. Uh, this is all you, Jim. You got this. Uh, yeah, that's a ter- nobody wants to listen to that podcast. I'm surprised people want to listen to this podcast. That's also fair. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about Abed's to be fair, uncontrollable I do, th- Christmas. I do think these questions are more random than what mine were, which was basically like, "Hey, you know that thing that happened in this episode? Let's put ourselves in that situation." So we more start thematically, out, more thematic if I ask those questions, but weirder if I asked you, what about peanut butter? You know that new taste you've been looking for? Uh, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. It starts out, the dean is doing his announcements. He is claymation, uh, which, so Sarah has been occasionally sitting down to watch some episodes with mm-hmm. me. I started up this episode and she took one look at the dean in, in, uh, stop motion animation realized what was happening and was like nope i'm out and she went into the bedroom and refused to watch this episode (laughs) someone has a bad taste when it comes to stop motion animation huh 
Uh, well, uh, bad taste when it comes to Christmas. Bad, bad, taste, bad taste in their mouth. Sorry, and not not yes. as if they have bad taste. That's you know what. Uh, I, I think I've put my foot in there today already. Now Good that's start. a bad taste in one's ah! mouth. So, but no, she, her her birthday is literally on Christmas, and mine is three days before. So we sure. we have feelings about Christmas. But anyways, mm. she was just like, nope, I'm I'm out. So she did not watch this one. Um, but yes, the dean is in stop motion animation. He reminds everyone that the school does not officially acknowledge any religious traditions. And if you want to have any religious celebrations, do so in the designated areas. They're designated holiday zones. Uh, one student is putting ornaments on a, on a pretty crappy tree right next to a student lighting a menorah. Seems like a bad choice. Uh, with how bad that tree looked, it probably could use some more water. Uh, so that could be a fire hazard. The study group is sitting around a table in, in the cafeteria, and they're talking about what they're going to do with their Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annie's going to take some time to basically pre-read all of the stuff for her next semester's class. Which, it's funny, it's relaxation. It's relaxation, exactly. Um, so Troy is going to spend the entire two weeks playing video games. He declares that fake murdering people... It's going to be his new holiday tradition, which as far as holiday traditions go, not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's also similar to what you did over your last week where you played Control. I played Control and I played Hades and uh, killed a lot of people in both. So boom. I, I do want to point out that uh, Abed does walk over to the rest of the group and tell them Merry Christmas. Shirley says, shouldn't it be season's greetings? Uh, I'm a modern Christian, but I've learned to be, quote, sensitive to other cultures' jealousies. End quote. Has she, though? I don't think so. <laughs> I think just in her own description of that, uh, I, she yes. has revealed she is not. Agreed. But yeah, she she's uh, she I don't think she's very uh, uh, sensitive about other people's religions. No, um, I don't think so. But Abed's like, no, I mean, let's be real. It's Christmas time. Like, you know, I, I appreciate celebrating Christmas. You know, mm. I... I I always uh, he he actually always celebrates Christmas, uh, even though he is uh, religiously a Muslim. Uh, but he likes everything about Christmas, and then he also, at this point, drops the bomb that uh, everyone is in stop motion animation mode. Yeah, everybody is like kind of staring at him in shock. Uh, before Jeff's like, I say I vote we let this go, and then Britta's like, we are what? Britta wants to help him with this. Uh, what she calls situation. Mm-hmm. Abed's suggestion is move around more. It helps take advantage of the medium. Right. I mean, you're paying for all this animation. You might as yeah. well use it, right? Yeah. And my, then, funny, my favorite pit is they do not. They, they play really do not. surprisingly straight for stop motion animation. And I, I adore it. And then uh, Abed's like, we should commit to the format, starting with a song. And then he sings a Christmas version of the opening theme song to Community, uh, which I do want to point out here in this in this uh, bit. One, it is actually snowing mm-hmm. in this Colorado town. Felt Two, very Colorado. In the parking lot, this is only like the second or third actual like direct Colorado reference in the entirety of the show up to this point. The uh cars in the parking lot have colorado license plates and they took the time to actually uh in a in a surprising amount of detail 
considering all the other stuff they ignore about Colorado. <laughs> uh, in it, it was about the year 2000, um, maybe 1999, Colorado switched its license plates. It used to be uh, green mountains with a white sky. Okay. And then they swapped the colors to white mountains with a green sky. Okay. And okay. both style of license plates are on the cars in the parking lot Ooh. Um, because it was, it was still in that era where you'd kind of see a, a mixture of both. And I'm like, you went to all this detail about Colorado, and yet it has never actually snowed in any other episode. <laughs> okay, great. But thanks, thanks for putting in the effort when you can actually animate it. Uh, Fair I, enough. I appreciate that little bit of a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he does sing the song uh, outside, uh, jumping from car hood to car hood, uh, and then he's. Uh, I think I got another correct. Uh, he is tased by the campus security, but my uh, my notes say he was taxed. So uh, uh, surprise! <laughs> I didn't notice that one. <laughs> surprise taxes the famous Christmas celebration by campus security at Greendale. We cut to Duncan's office. They are having a sort of... It's not really a therapy session because Jeff and Britta are there as well. So. Right. But he, Duncan are, is talking... It's kind of like a, a, a he's being evaluated a little bit because yeah. Duncan does have like, how many fingers am I holding up? And are they still made of clay? And Abed's like, three, and they're not clay. They're silicon dolls with foam bodies over ball and socket armatures, which is which, hilarious to me. And also very important because uh, in my notes up until that, I kept calling them claymation, even though I'm like, I don't think they're actually like clay, but like, mm-hmm. and then Abed's pedantic nature. I'm like, okay, I better stop calling them claymation now. Don't want to make Abed mad at me. Right. You don't want to not make Abed on Christmas. Okay. Not on Chris. Not on the holiest of days, December 9th. Duncan is trying to help Abed, but also help himself because as he keeps pointing out, whatever's going on with Abed is very publishable. Right. He says that it could be publishable and asks about the memories of this morning uh, and what w- about the emotional crisis that caused him to take shelter in this delusion. And Abed's like, it's not a delusion. And Duncan's like, ooh, I would love to do extensive sessions with you, including hypnosis. Abed, Abed is like, uh, you know, that's right. I need to find the real meaning of Christmas. And then he he walks out, and he's he's now dead set. He's got to find the real meaning of Christmas. Right. Uh, Britta stops him and says, "If the that the dean said that if Abed doesn't get help, they might kick him out of school." And Abed's like, "Why would I want to go to a school that hates Christmas?" I mean, I don't. I I generally don't feel that the two are connected. I mean, I don't really Fair. care what my what my educational system thinks about Christmas. As long as I get the that two weeks off, so right, I can sit around fake murdering people. You're very much a Troy. I'm very much in this in, or in, situation. In this, you are very much a Troy. In this instance, yes, I'm like just give me the time off so I can fake murder people mm-hmm. on my video games. Uh, That's Abed, my tradition. It's it's an important tradition that I I'm happy that you enjoy. Uh, Abed then sings a sad, quick Christmas song, literally starting with sad, quick Christmas song. Uh, And he makes a snowman, which is revealed that it's actually Chang and that he's been basically being fondled uh, by Abed. And it's weird. I do kind of wish that we got like a visual of Abed walking up to Chang and just like 
making him into a snowman mm-hmm. because the vi- the the mental image of Abed like manhandling Chang, thinking he's a snowman, is honestly funnier than anything else going on in this scene. Yes, and and we we don't we don't get that. We're left to to imagine. Mm. You're just, imagining Abed manu- <laughs> stimulating Chang in this way. It, I, it's something I think about a lot. Don't judge me. Uh-huh. Chang does even say, hey, can I get m- more time on the third button? I mean, if you're going to start it, you might as well, you know, finish it. I'm with Chang on this one. Sure. <laughs> uh yeah, my I favorite don't have part. Any... My favorite part is that he did let it happen until it's like until Abed asks, "Do you know the meaning of Christmas?" It's like it's not getting fondled by you. <laughs> uh, and I like I mean, the fact okay. that he kind of just let it go until he was asked a question. Let's say that you are walking along on Greendale campus. Uh, first off, I've some choices have been made to put me there, but a go lot on. of choices have been made. Then Abed, so you you know you know who Abed is, even if he's mm-hmm. not like necessarily your friend, but you know you know Abed. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Abed. I've pro- I'm it, it, you were it, probably it, in that in that blanket fort a couple of episodes sure. ago, right? We'll just call him. I'll be but I'll be in the buddy role. How about that? Okay, I'll so be you're buddy. walking along, and Abed High comes kick. up to you. Hi-yah! He's singing a sad Christmas song. Uh huh. And he then starts grabbing at you to make a snowman out of you like you're i don't i feel like you're just gonna be like what the like there's gonna be a moment where like what the hell is happening right like yes it's gonna be pretty quick i i feel it's not gonna be like well i should let this happen or else something bad's gonna (laughs) happen to me let's just see where this goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm not a chang in this situation i'm more of a hey abed what the hell? What you doing, bud? I'm I'm like, let's just see where this goes. So you're a Chang in this situation. I got I'm a, it. I'm a Chang. I'm So in the previous conversation you were Troy, and now you're a Chang. I'm usually very heavy Brita Abed. This episode I'm apparently Chang Troy. <laughs> that's that's a combination. It sure is. Uh Wow. Okay. So, uh, why, in the middle of this conversation, uh, Abed gets a text from Britta. She says that the meaning of Christmas is in the study room. And so he goes off to find that. And in the study room, it turns out they're actually doing a surprise therapy session mm-hmm. for Abed. Uh, Abed notices this and turns to leave, and Duncan says, "I'm, I'm, I can stop you because I'm a Christmas wizard, and I can help you find the meaning of Christmas." And Abed just kind of stares at him for a moment, and Duncan's outfit magically changes to be a Christmas wizard's outfit, and Abed's like, "Yeah, I can see it." And so he sits down, and Duncan wants to put everybody in a state of Christmas gnosis to take him on a magic journey. So I don't, uh, as previously discussed, uh, we don't really celebrate much Christmas in this house because uh, n- neither of us are, are religious. And also we both have birthdays on or right around Christmas. Sure. But I do kind of want to get a Christmas wizard outfit. And then that way I'll wear it on like Christmas Eve and yes. be like, all right, let's watch Die Hard and drink some eggnog. 
And I'll just be dressed like a wizard the whole time. Mm-hmm. I now, think that wanna, rules. Do you want to be dressed up as a Christmas wizard or a Christmas warlock? Slightly uh, different. Christmas wizard in the streets, Christmas warlock in the sheets. Yes, that is the best reaction to what you, what you <laughs> that's the best thing you could have possibly said. It's time for a little Christmas gnosis, which is a, a, a sibilance nightmare. Have fun editing that in the future, Ben. Christmas yes. gnosis. Christmas gnosis. The, the whole study group sits down and they put their hands on the table and the table blasts off like a rocket ship. But then it's suddenly in outer Christmas space. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also a sibilance nightmare. So I think there's just going to be a whole lot of sibilance in this episode. Love it. And so they're like, what's that up ahead? It's planet Abed. And we find out that planet Abed is the most Christmassy planet in the universe. Its atmosphere is 7% cinnamon. And let me tell you how awful that sounds. <laughs> it, it does sound <laughs> terrible. Yes. It's like, oh, it's everything's going to be a little bit too spicy like i'm gonna sneeze a whole lot i see it's constant cinnamon challenge have fun with that oh my god (laughs) i hope he just means cinnamon aroma because other than that it's gonna be bad that's really gonna mess up your lungs man i cannot imagine inhaling Uh that much cinnamon 0.5 percent cinnamon is probably too much cinnamon atmosphere that's also a good seven percent is a ton of cinnamon way too much cinnamon but both shirley and annie are both like oh uh-huh because it, it sounds it sounds like a very sweet thing until, until you acknowledge you that you're breathing in a mixture of seven percent cinnamon it's 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 that thing like you should have everything in moderation which is uh 7% cinnamon is too much how much cinnamon do you like in your atmosphere i'm going to go with 0% i'm going to go max of like 0.001 cuz that's a good smell <laughs> past that no nothing <laughs> uh ugh. now like, now i'm like just thinking one, about p- one part per billion please <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just that, like, oh, it smells like someone made cinnamon rolls this morning. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's, right amount of cinnamon. That sounds great. Seven uh, percent cinnamon, but I make cinnamon rolls, and they aren't seven percent cinnamon. <laughs> the goop inside is mostly sugar. The cinnamon is an afterthought. Like, right. now you're talking seven percent sugar in the atmosphere. I'm in on that. <laughs> That's a different discussion. Probably also, probably also not great for your lungs. I'm None not a lungologist, but <laughs> but if I had to choose, it would be seven percent sugar, not seven percent cinnamon. At least I'd be I'd go down eating sweet things instead of just cinnamon spass all over the place. Somebody holds a gun to your head and says, "You have to choose. Do you want your an atmosphere of seven percent sugar or seven percent cinnamon?" You're going with the sugar, is what yes. you're saying. Okay. Okay. I, I hope that we have uh, scientists that listen to us that are like, you don't want that one. You really don't want that one. You'd probably be better with the cinnamon, to be honest both, with you. Both sound bad, but I'm just yes. going to point out an atmosphere of 7% sugar is how you get ants. Do you want ants? I mean, as long as... Well, I mean, are the ants flying all over the place? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I, if the ants are still on the ground like normal and walking around, then that's fine. I mean, you say, it, you say that now. That's gonna oh, be a lot of ants, dude. Sure, but we're talking about we're we're talking about this universe that has sugar bread houses or sh- gingerbread houses. There's gonna be mm-hmm. ants all over those too. 
It's true. It's true. There, there's definitely going to be some ants in those. In I'm those not made of sugar. Houses. They're not okay. going to attack me. So, like, I'm good. Okay. Unless, right. unless we're talking about some carnivorous ants, and then I have it. Then there are some challenges. I mean, it's it's Planet Abed. Who knows? So <laughs> they they land on Planet Abed. He says. Uh, you may have noticed during the flight, you've transformed into Christmas versions of yourself. We get a Jeff in the box, a Troy soldier, which mm-hmm. is the best pun out of the bunch. Oh, they're, they're, none of the rest of them are puns. There, there's a ballerani. That's a that's a close like ballerina. It's it's a pun. I didn't say it was a good pun, but it's a okay, pun. Legally, I'll accept, I'll accept legally that. it counts as a pun. All right. By the the. <laughs> It the meets the legal definition. definition. Yeah. Uh, yes, Troy Soldier, who doesn't have a gun, he has a drum, and he's like, oh, I guess that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britta Bot, Teddy Pierce, the Ballerani. Uh huh. The the pun, which the- which is a, a the legal definition of a pun, and Baby Doll Shirley. Uh-huh. And Shirley is mad because she's like, now I know you didn't say I'm a baby. Because well, I think what you meant to say was that I'm a sweet Christmas angel. Uh-huh. I, I do want to point out that Pierce is like, uh, when Albed's like, everybody open your eyes, see how sparkly it is? And Pierce is like, but we're still in the study room. Oh, it's so sparkly because Shirley hit him. Um, mm-hmm. So this is all another Abed delusion, which is a very funny uh, a kind of side textual thing going on the whole time. So uh, Duncan, the Christmas wizard, shows up and he's like, I'd like us to go visit the cave of frozen memories. Abed's like, no, we should go to the North Pole. I do want to point out, though, when whenever Duncan shows up, because he kind of pops in and out Mm -hmm. um, every time he exits like it. Well, not every time, but most of the time he exits like uh, like a rip in the space time opens and he just walks into the study room and similar on the way back. It's a good bit. It's like a that very little detail bit. is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, uh, Duncan's like, well, uh, if we if you need to go to the North Pole, I know that the cave of frozen memories is a shortcut. Nabed's like, okay, we can take gum Gumdrop Road through Carroll Canyon. We can stop at the cave. Uh, I wouldn't call it a shortcut, but since you got us here, I'll throw you a bone. I wish I was as good at coming up with setting as Abed is because I could use this for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like not not this exact not this exact Maybe I don't want to do use this exact no I don't want to do planet up at Dungeons and Dragons the, that uh I'm I'm fine not doing that but I do want to be able to just be like okay so uh you guys want to go to a place called the Cave of Frozen Memories all right cool it's just down Gumdrop Road and then you the Carroll Canyon like just boom mm-hmm. boom 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 think about it all like right then and there Say it with the conviction of someone who sounds like they've thought about this before. Maybe yes. he has thought about this before. I think he has. I don't think Abed has gone to the trouble of inventing an entire Christmas planet. I think he is just so in on it that he can just come up with everything on the fly. He, so he's just very, very good at yes and. He's very, he's very good at Christmas yes and. I want to listen to Abed's podcast. It's probably better than this one. Probably, yes. You um, know, if they if they had community, if they actually did a community movie, he would be doing a podcast with Troy. That would be a literal thing. Yeah, probably. Um, 
So And I'd listen to that podcast too. It'd probably be it'd be pretty great. So Yeah. Again, Abed better is, than this one. Abed sings another Christmas song. Uh and then he also notes that uh this journey is not going to be fun, easy, or safe. So stay honest, stay alert, and for the love of God, stay between the gumdrops. Mm-hmm. Uh, this journey through Winter Wonderland is going to test everyone's commitment to Christmas, and he means Wonka-style. Very dark. Wonka-style tests are the, are real dark. They're real tough. Real I've dark, seen real that tough. movie. Yes. They I've say seen... it's a kid's movie. I don't know that it is. I've watched both versions of that movie. Both of them. One is One accepts the darkness. One is... Uh, the kids movie that kind of pushes the darkness aside. I mean, they're both pretty dark. Where do those kids go? Do the kids get turned into candy? I think the kids get turned into candy. Mm -hmm. Well, there is also that glass elevator, which is actively not dark because it's glass and you go up in the air and you can see everything. That's cool. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the girl who goes down that golden egg goose shoot. She, you know, she got chopped up into something, right? Like that has to be. Well, you know, nothing, what? nothing good is on the other side of that bad egg drop. It's a limited edition candy. And you know what? Collectors are out there trying to get it. Yes, cannibalism and candy. That's the darkest bit of all is <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> no, collecting weird candy made out of children and like making that as a, a collector's item Ooh, i think i've got some extended fan fiction to write which is darker eating the candy made out of children or collecting it for its value i think collecting it for its value (laughs) and again i do have some some uh expansive fan fiction to write of these collectors that want to get the violet beauregard uh violet uh candy this Christmas episode got real dark. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Abed let us know it was going to do that. So, uh, Shirley is still upset about being a baby and not a Christmas angel. And they all have a quick kind of conversation about why Abed imagined them all the way that they are. Uh, because Annie is like, well, I don't think there's any reason before it. I mean, I'm not a ballerina because I, there's no way I'm thin or pretty and graceful enough to, to be a ballerina. And they're like, well, no, it's because you're tightly wound. And, you know, and they say Britta is a robot because she's heartless and uh, they don't go through everyone. But, you know, it it implies that everyone the ladies, surprisingly, mm-hmm, it implies that everyone has a uh, has a reason for being the forms that they are. So. Abed tells them to cut the non-thematic chatter so they can find the meaning of Christmas. And Shirley's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who knows the meaning of Christmas in this group. And I demand respect in this, ma- say, in this made-up therapy wonderland. Can I just say how much I love the phrase cut the chatter? Like, I always want to... I always love it in movies where they're, they're like, flying around, like, in, in space combat. And then they're like talking about whatever and someone's like cut the chatter and you're like it just it's like this is serious like i don't know why i love that phrase so much it's good it's it it get down to business doesn't it's give like you the same the same like urgency to cut the chatter we need to get it's this like line. We're, we're all we're all comrades we all you know 
we we we're experienced pilots. We've we've attacked a bunch of things in this ongoing space war, and we're all friends and compatriots. And then like the the mean general guys like cut the chatter. We've got a Death Star to blow up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know why. It's such a weird, stupid thing to love, but I do. So yes, Shirley does say therapy. She uses the word therapy. Right. And Abbott is like, wait a minute. And Duncan shows up and freezes Shirley with his wand and ejects her from planet Abed with a remote control Christmas pterodactyl. I love his delivery of like, I'm just going to make stuff up and Christmas pterodactyl. And I am ejecting her from planet Abed with a remote control Christmas pterodactyl. It's very good. And then Abed sings what I call an Oopa Loopa song about Shirley being ejected. Swaddled in her diaper, high upon her throne, the queen of Christmas babies thought that Christmas was her own. Yes, I called it a Wonka-style song. So, so samesies on that because well, I like... Mean, we, we, we both got like led down the right the same path by abed it's calling true it Wonka style, abed so. abed very specifically was like this is the route it's gonna go this right. is this is this is a a stop motion christmas thing but also it's got a heavy dash of wonka in it mm-hmm. so well, like it, it, be it prepared for that it definitely thematically does that because systematically people get removed from the party <laughs> And look, if I'm going to be part of a party where systematically we get removed, I want someone to sing a song about why I sucked so bad that I had to be removed. That's fair. <laughs> like, that's, that is the least that, that I am owed, I feel. I have some expansive fan fiction to write, and then now I have some uh, songs to write for my new D&D campaign. <laughs> uh, I, uh, my PTO is going to be full of these projects excellent surprisingly Uh, i will do none of them and i will play video games instead i mean you could be like me who programmed a bot to take all my tweets and turn them into title cards from fraser that's what i did with the very start of my pto last week it's very good (laughs) it's such a dumb project but i did it you should follow i had the time to do it you should uh, if you're listening to this which I don't know if you still are. Who knows? Uh, you should follow it. I believe it's F-R-A-J underscore E-T-C. Yes, it, oh, it is. Oh, please and do. It, it, it takes one tweet of mine an hour, uh, assuming I've tweeted, and it turns them into title cards from the television show Frasier. Um, As somebody who hasn't watched a ton of Frasier, I am a big fan of this Twitter bot. <laughs> uh, so at this point, some humbugs start flying in a whole big swarm of them abed says everyone needs to stay sincere because they are attracted to sarcasm right uh jeff is is, has already been on the record to want them to hurry up because he has a woman to sleep with um and he's being super sarcastic like oh somewhere tim burton just got a huge boner and it's like oh no i'm terrible person and i'm just gonna go get laid and then he becomes a skeleton of a of a jeff in the box which is a challenging look uh visual <laughs> it's a very challenging visual yes um and then annie sings the song this time and i'm kind of just assuming you're gonna splice it in 
Yeah, I'll probably splice in most of the songs because like, <laughs> I not did gonna, not write. I'm not gonna sing them. I didn't write them down. Yeah, I did not write them down either. I'm like, eh, this is this will be fine. Bitter, shallow hipster, sweater, matching socks. Christmas needs more presents than a haircut in a box. We cut to Carol Canyon, where there's like creepy vine plants all along mm. the walls and they are all singing public domain songs so this this montage is not going to cost us anything right and it, they do this instead of producing oxygen which seems useful if you have seven percent uh cinnamon atmosphere but who do i know um uh britta starts talking about how jesus was born in the middle of april and the church moved christmas to december to steal the solstice from the pagans and abed's like well why don't you sing a song about it britta and britta's like i don't i don't sing um, and Britta's like, does that mean you're going to eject me for not loving Christmas enough? And Abed says, not for that. You know, as someone who doesn't, strictly speaking, love Christmas, I appreciate that Abed is not like, that is that is a punishable offense. Like, I, it's nice that he has sort of a live and let live attitude mm. on that. Um, because not everyone does. Right. So they they finally do get to the cave, and guess who who shows up again through a tear in the space time? It's Duncan, and he says this is a safe place to observe suppressed experiences without being affected by them. Abed's like, okay, well, could you show me how it's done? And Abed, uh, Duncan looks into a, a big block of ice, and he's like, yep, I'm looking at my tenth Christmas, and um. You know, uh, that I can see it. All right, you try. And Abed asks some, like, uh, continuing questions of, like, well, I, I can't see it. Uh, what's it like? What? How do you know it's you? And and Duncan starts naming, like, oh, there's a portrait of a forest over the sofa. I'm reading Paddington books. My mom always used to give me Paddington books. And Duncan and Abed's like, where's your dad? It's Christmas. Where's your dad? And Duncan's like, we don't know. We never know. My mom won't stop crying. And then he just like realizes what he just did, like goes stuck still and just walks out and opens a door in the cave to go back to the study room and closes it behind him. They're like, well, uh, we we don't have our Christmas wizard. And Abed says, we don't need him. We never did. Initiate self-destruct. And yeah, so we don't he need pulls the cave out, either. He pulls out a, a panel on the wall and pushes some buttons and the cave starts self-destructing. Mm-hmm. He opens up a slide in the floor that says we can take this slide to Pine Tree Station and hop on a train to the North Pole. Uh, he he, There's an icicle on the floor. He just kind of pulls up, pulls back a little bit and it opens this hatchway, which is kind of funny. Uh, the he's, He says that the wizard didn't bring us here to find the meaning of Christmas. And I can't have anyone come along with me who was on his side. And so one by one, they're all like... Yeah, you know, we obviously Troy is immediately like, yeah, you got this. Like, yeah. I'm here for you, bud. Um, and Annie is, of course, also in. Mm-hmm. Even even Pierce is like, I mean, I came here for the cookies, but, you know, sure. And, and he just kind of falls down the slide like, whoa. So this pre- is pre- when till the end. Britta gets rejected because he's like, no, you you didn't do this, like, to help me find the meaning of Christmas. You you tricked me to try to get me into therapy. And so that that lying, that's why you're getting kicked out. Right. Uh, Britta is pleading that, like, I'm trying to save you. You're going to get kicked out of school. And then Abed sings a song. Britta but programmed badly wires with fraying ends. 
functioning mad and sadly no faith in herself or friends uh and it's 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 a really affecting song to Britta uh and she starts crying and Abed goes down the slide leaving Britta to be destroyed and it's a really sad moment cuz you know, Abed's song does include like he does. She doesn't have faith in herself or friends, and it's like, whoa, that's super cutting. I mean, it's a Wonka song, baby. Like they're all they don't they don't pull punches. They, th- th- they certainly do not. That is true. I mean, some of those Wonka songs are just like, yo, you're you're as big as an elephant, baby. Like, deal with it. <laughs> the way you they, said, you're as big as an elephant, baby. They such a funny not, way to say that. They do not pull punches. They do not. Um, so they get on the train, and Troy's like, "Man, it got real up in that memory cave." Uh, I mean, Pierce, it did. It it sure did. Uh, Pierce is like, "Well, the cookies are gone, and I have to take a giant leak." Uh, so he leaves. Uh, he opening the door in the the train that goes back to uh, the study room. See, yeah, that it just proves you don't ever actually need the Christmas wizard. It's true. Because uh, up till this point, only the Christmas wizard could do that. It turns out Pierce could do it the whole time. And if Pierce can do it, anyone can do it. It's true. Abed says that they should be by at the North Pole by 9 o'clock Eastern candy time. Uh, I have questions about that time zone. Uh, what is its offset from GMT? <laughs> Greater meringue <laughs> time? I agree. <laughs> I do uh, need to know that. Yes. Um, Because we're not on planet Earth. We're on planet Abed. So what what do the time zones look there? It also makes me ask, this aired at 8.30, didn't it? (laughs) uh, Probably. I mean, It feels like this aired at 8.30 and they're like, ah, 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 wink. Community uh, did that kind of stuff all the time. And I mean, because this canonically takes place on December 9th. And this also aired on December 9th. Right. they were they loved doing uh, stuff like that. So I think you're probably right. Like it probably aired at 8:30 Eastern time, and so it was like, yeah, we should be there by nine o'clock. Wink. Wink. They do pass by the Menorah Mountains and Jehovah Witness Bay, <laughs> um, which I I love that uh, Abed is just like. Yeah, let's have a whole Jehovah's Witness Bay. Like they don't, they don't celebrate holidays, but like they, they can have a they can have a bay here on uh, on Planet Abed. That's, that's true. That's fine. Uh, Annie <laughs> says that this is nicer than all the Christmases she's ever celebrated. Uh, her dad is Episcopalian, and before the divorce, her her holidays were a minefield of over, overlapping rituals. Uh, and Abed says that he likes the rituals, and his parents are divorced too. His mom is Polish, and she loves Christmas. She visits every year on the same day, December 9th, and each year they sit and watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer together. Troy points out today's December 9th and, you know, the last day of classes, and Abed's like, no, that can't be right. Uh, she comes every year. It, today must be the 8th. Um, is this the first time that we find out about uh, Annie's parents being divorced? I believe so. We knew about we knew about Abed's because of the movie he made, uh-huh. um, but I don't think we knew about Annie. Okay. Cause yeah, she just, she just kind of drops that in there. Um, and I feel like we tend to not get a whole lot of backstory on, I mean, most of the characters really, um, 
It's just sort of like tidbits here and there of like, oh yeah, by by the way, my parents were divorced, you know, whatever. Right. Um, A lot of times it, it that those kind of revelations would probably get in the way of the Goodfellas parody they're doing that week. Right. Well, we can't we can't talk about how Annie's parents are divorced because we're too busy selling chicken fingers. So we can't we can't do anything about Jeff's mom being kind of, you know, uh, overbearing because we're making a a dead poet society gag this week. It's like, what? We get that moment where it's like he 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 sort of lets loose with the like the, the reason why everything's wrong. Right. We find out it's the ninth. Yeah. His mom always uh comes over on the ninth. They they do their their tradition right. every year. Um and, and, and Duncan pops in, uh saying it's time to stop the train. After Abed quote emasculated him, end quote, in the ice caves, he went to Abed's dorm room and found out what happened, which feels like a little bit of a of a violation to me. I imagine Duncan probably uh, has some answering to do but you never know i mean i feel like when you when you live in a dorm um you know you you give up some of that that personal uh freedom from I the university yes it but depends it's... on what it depends on what you signed when you when you signed up for that that dorm life that is fair i just i i i, I just i'm thinking about how i would feel if you know my professor of psychology back in college went to my dorm room for any reason and how I would feel about that. And it would not be great. No, it, it wouldn't. But I'm saying Duncan, if it's in, if it's in the, the, the contract, then Duncan is, fi- he's fine. Like legally speaking. Legally, sure. But emotionally, I would still have a problem with it, I think. Did I ever tell you about the time that uh, my roommate, my freshman year, stole a street sign and then it got confiscated over Christmas break. <laughs> please, please elaborate. My uh, my freshman year roommate once, uh, I, I think he got a little drunk, uh, probably. Maybe he did this sober. Who knows? If he but did this he, sober, that's wild to me. He climbed up on, a, on, on a, an intersection, um, like street light like one of the the big ones like where the street signs kind of hanging down from from the lights that's impressive one of those big signs so of course he went to 69th avenue sure he climbed up that sucker unscrewed the thing stole the 69th avenue sign this thing was huge huge he sat it right on the tv in front of our window for all (laughs) to see (laughs) And it was just there. It it lived there for like two months because oh my like goodness. he st- he he stole this thing and he showed <laughs> it off to this Mormon girl that he had this huge crush on and she thought it was the coolest thing. And so he was like, yeah, yeah. Hey, baby, I'll steal a 69th Avenue sign for you, too. So like he had plans to steal another one to impress this Mormon girl that he wanted to sleep with. So uh you know the i I just want to commend you on the (laughs) insertion of the mormon part of that because that makes it funnier and so uh oh my goodness yeah the the funny thing is uh he went to some uh mormon event with her because he was you know trying to get with that and sure he that caused for the entire rest of the year uh we would get 
uh, Mormons, uh, like missionaries and stuff coming to our door and they'd be like, oh, hey, is, is Chris here? And I'd be like, uh, yep, that's him over there. Bye. <laughs> so- <laughs> You're like, nope, I don't want to be part of this, but he will be. He's He signed up for that when he was trying to sleep with her. So anyways, um, so anyway, yeah, he, he was like, I'll, I'll steal you a sign. And I don't know if he ever stole her a 69th Avenue Street mm-hmm. sign. But uh, when we went home for Christmas break, uh, as, as part of the, the break, uh, all the RAs had to go in and do like inspections. Sure, and so they, they took the sign be, uh, because it was, it was stolen property. Uh, sure. Yeah, so absolutely. That's he, the definition of stolen property. Yep. He came back and we had the thing on the, f- that they slipped under the door to be like, Hey, uh, we removed this stolen property. Um, and he was livid and he complained to our RA oh and our God. RA was that like, don't worry, I'll help you get it back. And he, sw- he was like, I'm going to tell everyone that I bought it on eBay and it wasn't stolen. Despite the fact that it said like city of Greeley on it, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it was pretty obvious that it came from our town. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it on eBay. Truly uh-huh. an incredible alibi. Oh, so good. Not to mention, if you if if someone's making novelty 69th Avenue signs, it's not going to be like heavy duty. Yeah. Clearly has the screws to be like. Even if you bought it on eBay, it is still yeah. a stolen sign, my dude. Yeah, you're like, you're you're laundering down. this sign now. Is what you're doing. <laughs> so that's how I know that uh, RAs were allowed to go into the rooms and and inspect sure. them and take contraband and legally we we agreed to that uh so uh-huh. you know i don't know what greendale specific dorm requirements are duncan did not find a stolen 69th avenue street sign in there but no uh that uh, would have been funnier than what he did but he <laughs> what he did actually does move the plot forward so there is that uh, abed says he needs to get to, i can't i can't go i have to <laughs> I, I I don't know. I have no follow-up questions, but I can't move on. <laughs> like, there's so many layers of that story that are just incredible. Like, the, the, the stealing of the sign, the 69, I've heard it, of, like, High Street mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. 420 and, like, the 420 mile marker on a highway or whatever. So they do, what, 419.99 or whatever it was. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't surprise me, but it's the idea that he's trying to use this... <laughs> As a well, a the, he's trying to get with a Mormon girl, uh, for mm-hmm. with this, which seemed like it was kind of working. It maybe? worked more. It worked more than I would have ever expected. Uh-huh. Right, you know, Mormon. <laughs> uh, the 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 added sub story of people coming into into your dorm being like, "Hey, is is this dude still here? I'm Mormon. <laughs> I want to talk to him." Uh, is very good. Oh, and, and he he hated it. And I was like, "What did you expect, my guy?" Yeah, like- <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it, it, it's a documented thing. And then also the the idea that uh, y- he would complain about it. Hey, you stole my thing to, to our RA. He yeah. went to our RA Amazing. and was like, Just they took incredible. this sign that I definitely didn't steal. I got it from eBay, despite the fact that it's very clearly from the town is, in which we are. That is some like prime 20 year old thought process, man. Like I have, I have so best. many stories about this guy. Boy, like, man. I could spend the rest of this podcast just talking about how <laughs> how weird this guy was, but we, I will we not. We certainly um, do not have time for that on this episode of Good Morning Greendale, <laughs> a, some, an episode about community. But I cannot, I, 
I think I'm going to need you to keep going because I don't think I can move forward. Duncan shows up and he says he's been to, to Abed's dorm room and he he knows why Abed is doing this, but we don't get to find out just yet because this is when Abed declares that Duncan is not a Christmas wizard. He's in fact a Christmas warlock and he is mm-hmm. trying to destroy Christmas. Uh, because uh, Duncan blames his sadness on it and he Abed goes to crawl out the window and uh, Duncan tries to get him to snap out of it and Troy gets in his face to stop him. So Abed does crawl out the window. Abed then screams, I'm on the roof of the train, which is useful because again, remember, everybody's still just pretending this in the study room. It is good writing where everything that's going on is like anything in this fantasy land characters are actually saying as a really good reminder that like none of this stuff is actually happening and so if you if you jump up to the top of the train you have to announce you know it's it's like playing make-believe on the playground at school where like you know you you maybe have some like playground equipment to climb on but you still have to declare like okay well this isn't a slide this is the the turbo laser eject port sure. or whatever. It's and also you've got to you've got to declare all this stuff, and then your friend is also like, "Well, now I'm uh, I'm at the helm of the the starship or whatever." Like you you've right. got to say everything. Yeah, it, and it they, feels they do like a really a, good job of like repeatedly calling back to that. Uh, agreed. It it does feel like a combination of that on the playground, but also a little D and D of like. I take my advantage to get on top of the train to lay to take my axe and jump off and slash through the demon or whatever. And so, uh, but it's well done. I agree. Now we get a chase sequence up on top of the train. He is running from Duncan, who has teleported himself up there, which he can do because he's a Christmas wizard. Mm-hmm. Duncan uh, is basically trying to is a tell fourth him level that... spell, so it's fine. I'm he, sorry. He's, I said Dimension Door is a fourth level spell. So, oh, you know, sure. he's of course. He's he's got some levels in Christmas Wizard as it turns out. So, he does. Uh Duncan does try to tell him that none of this is real and there's no more journey. Reality always wins. And Annie's like, "I'm going to unhitch the cars, okay?" And she does. Troy has also learned to teleport uh somehow, and so he is teleported up on the train, top of the train and holds Duncan and he's like they're like Go find the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan does say, hey, you know you're grabbing me in real life, right? <laughs> so some of it's happening in real some life. Some of it is happening. Um, Abed goes into the engine and turns the speed from aloof to Bjork, which is a very funny uh, uh-huh. sight it's, gag. It's like various levels of, of uh, for lack of better word, crazy, uh, because there's aloof, detached, distant, and Bjork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce opens the door of the the engine and says, okay, where where are we at? I didn't want to go home. It's kind of depressing there this time of the year. And yeah, so they're going at Bjork speed, which looks kind of like a light speed mm-hmm. thing. It's pretty cool. They get to the North Pole and they gaze down at Santa's workshop. Uh, Abed it's, kicks it's in the door. Empty inside. It's kind of falling apart. No one's there. There's a bunch of shelves and and like toy bits and uh he's like he's like where is the meaning of christmas and and pierce is like well can't can't the meaning of christmas be anywhere like i don't know there 
And sure enough, he points at this box that mm-hmm. says it's it's wrapped up nicely. He's got a tag on it that says the meaning of Christmas. I, and I don't mean to j- dive into like a half second of, of, of visual inter- information, but the way that he's looking off in one direction and points in another really indicates to you that, you know, Abed has kind of in his mind directed his hand to exactly where it needed to be, but didn't do any of the other modifications. It's like, because in the real world, like, probably Pierce is just kind of like, I don't know, there. Um, but but Abed is like, oh, he pointed directly at that thing. And I, it's a small little touch that I just really love, the fact that they took care of that. Abed starts opening the box, and it's one of those things where it's just a box and a box and a box, and each one's like almost there, not quite. Mm-hmm. And then down at the lowest level, it is season one of Lost on DVD. It's uh, a metaphor. It represents lack of payoff. Mm-hmm. Duncan shows up and it's like, you're using mechanisms to escape this. And he pulls out a Christmas card, which Duncan reads. Uh, it's from, We're just going to skip over the burn on Lost. <laughs> yeah. I, is this where I, do, I say I've never seen Lost? I've also never seen Lost. Okay. But here, I, I have feelings. I have feelings about it because for years and years and years, people were like, Ben, 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 you need to watch Lost. It's so good. Oh, my God. Like every time like so much sure. i just i love lost so it's so good it, you'll love it it's so great similar to how people were about uh game of thrones as well similar uh yes and then the finale of lost happened and everyone got mad at it and i was just like kicking back sipping on a daiquiri on a beach somewhere living the high life like you're, you're describing how you would live after you finished a heist <laughs> It's true. Like you, you um, finished the lost heist before anybody else and they didn't know it was coming. It's true. They didn't even see what's coming. George Clooney is there and, and we give each other this like knowing look, you know, we've just heisted something. Are um, we, are we writing a movie called oceans lost now? <laughs> Cause I'm, ha- I'm open for it. Yes. That sounds, I was going to say it sounds great. It does not sound great. No, it sounds do it terrible. Anyways. So yeah, I, d- I just didn't want to, I don't, didn't want to pass right over the like, Hey, let's, let's, make a joke about how lost didn't pay off because you were just steaming ahead at bjork speed my friend sometimes you could get to bjorn speed um i believe jj abrams had something to do with lost and he is very very good at not having a payoff for things it's sort of his uh michael bay's got explosions jj uh-huh. abrams has lack of payoff yeah it's setting up these interesting con- th- thoughts and like questions and being like well those were fun huh those are sure some questions. All right. Let's give Chewbacca his medal. <laughs> uh-huh. We've been doing a Star Wars uh, rewatch, and we just mm-hmm. watched The Last Jedi yesterday, and it's, mm. it's very good. I love The Last uh, Jedi. Agreed. Yeah. The, that, the one scene which is like, I, we, we did this recently as well, and there's that one scene where Hogo makes her decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Dern, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Treasure. Mm-hmm. She makes that decision, and the way that they've it's filmed and shot, and or I guess not filmed, but shot, whatever, designed and sound uh-huh. designed is the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, the sound design, kills me every time. Oh my! It's goodness. so good. I I literally uh, when we were watching, I almost started tearing up a little bit. Like it, it just it hits. It's so good. It takes um, my breath away how good that scene is. Anyway, let's. This is not the Last Jedi. We we. Uh, have one more to go and it's uh the rise of skywalker and i'm like i remember i've seen it once i remember it was a movie it sure was 
I don't know how I feel about like I don't know that I I don't know if I'm excited for it. I was real excited to get to the Last Jedi, and we did we watched it. And it was good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. next up, it's it's more J.J. Abrams. And this uh, time he gets a conclusion. They gave him the conclusion. Why would you do that? They did give him the start, which is probably not a terrible decision. <laughs> See, that's how you should do it. You should give J.J. Abram the start so you can raise all these questions and then mm-hmm. take it away from him and be like, now somebody else answers those questions. Yeah. Somebody that's good at answering them can now answer them. That being said, if you haven't already seen Knives Out, it's very good. I know you probably, I think you have. I haven't seen Knives Out. It's been on my list for a while. It's very good. It's by Ryan Johnson, the same guy who did last Oh, time. yeah, I know. It, okay. That's why it's been on my list for a while. <laughs> I finally uh, convinced Stacy to watch it, and it's very, very good. So, anyways, uh, Lost Aside. <laughs> you lost. See, I, I was trying to keep going because I knew we were going to get down that rabbit hole, and then we did. So, you know. Duncan shows up, and this is when he he's like, this is what I found in your dorm room. It was this Christmas card from your mom. He reads it aloud. It says, Abed, I can't make it this year. I have a new family now. You'll meet them one day. You're a man now. Take care of dad. Wash your dupa. I looked up dupa. Uh, okay. It is Polish for ass. I I imagined as much, uh, which I love. I don't I don't think I ever put enough thought into it because for some reason I was always like, well, it's weird that you want to wash the grandpa because that's what I assumed his his nickname for grandpa was Dupa, which would I be assumed a, it was butt, which is a wild first off is a wild choice by my brain, but second off now that I know what it actually is is a very rude name to call your grandfather. <laughs> He knows what he did. Yeah, so that's why point, I'm going to be Peepums. Um, I don't have a grandfather name, and that's fine. Abed freezes up at when Duncan reads this, just like when Shirley, uh, baby Shirley, got frozen up. Mm-hmm. Duncan is like, see, this is what Christmas does to people. We put too much meaning into it, and it lets us down. And at this point, the study group shows up. All of them, they're back. And they're like, no, we don't believe that. They say some some saccharine stuff about Christmas. <laughs> yep. And then follow it up with point your magic Christmas weapons at him. Uh, Duncan's like, it's ridiculous that you're enabling this delusion. And Jeff tells him that that's Christmas. And then they sing a song while they attack Duncan. And Abed slowly thaws. The only, the only note that I have about that song is that Shirley, of course, makes her bit. And for you to sing. And then she, Jeff's like, for the rest of us, it's just a time to be nice and kind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Abed's ice melts, and then mm-hmm. Annie summons the Christmas pterodactyl to hoist uh, Christmas wizard slash warlock Duncan off into the sky, and then she initiates the self-destruct sequence on the pterodactyl, uh-huh. which Duncan's even like, that seems a bit, and then explodes. Uh-huh. Um, now, my question is, why does everything have a self-destruct on planet Abed? I mean, if you need to make a quick getaway, you know, it makes sense to me. Okay, fair enough. Um, if you need a little, if you need a little suspense, you initiate the self-destruct sequence, okay. and it's like ten, ten minutes, minutes till self-destruct, self-destruct. and, and then, then like, you get to like run because like I played a lot of Metroid games. They've always got that sort of 
Like you've got, you've got three minutes because the whole thing's going to explode and it's tense and everything's shaking and exploding and you're like busting through and it's a ton of fun. You, you want that on your make-believe world, I think. That's fair. Abed determines that the meaning of Christmas is the idea that Christmas has meaning and it can mean whatever we want. For Abed, it used to mean being with my mom, but now it's being with you guys. Honestly, as someone who doesn't really care for Christmas specials and Christmas in general, I do. This is like one of my favorite Christmas uh, messages of just like Christmas is whatever you want it to be. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be if you don't like your family, it doesn't have to be about your family. Like you can hang out with friends and, you know, watch movies with them or you can, you know, do whatever you want. And like, I like that. That's a good message. Yeah. And, and so many of these shows, sitcoms are about found family as well. And community very much is. Oh, absolutely. Um, And the fact that the Abed's accepting his found family just as, as just as important, if not more so than his, real family because the real family gets messy and everything moves around and things like that. But this found family is what he needs at this moment. I think that's, that's really sweet. Um, we then get a big group hug and it zooms in on Abed's eyes and then it zooms out and they're back in the study room, but they're still in stop motion. Uh, a kind of, you kind of assume that that's the moment in which everything would turn back into real people. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really like that subversion of that trope. Right. Because he, he's even like, I feel so much better now. I guess we don't need to keep the stop motion going anymore. And Britta, of all people, was like, well, why not just keep it going for the rest of Christmas? And so they do. And then uh, we get sort of an outro sequence where the Dean and Duncan are doing some shots. And the, the Dean's like, do you ever just sometimes want to just, you know, get an urge to go, Merry Christmas? Like he, yeah. he the Dean drunk. obviously loves some Christmas. Sure. He's, he's also drunk, but the gang he, isn't, you can tell he's like, I want to say this, but I can't because I, I, I I'm I not in the sa- Christmas zone. I have said it, it. I I want this place to be a very inclusive place. And that means I can't say anything that is exclusive whatsoever. It cuts to Abed's dorm room. They are all watching uh, the end of, of uh, one of the Christmas movies. And then that turns off and you get a brief shot of the TV with the, uh, real life cast mm-hmm. reflected in the TV, which I think is a is a really good closing shot. Um, I agree. I think it's a really smart idea too. To since you have the entire show in stop motion, and then just a brief moment of seeing everybody's like actual human faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that takes us to the tag, which they are still in stop motion, but this time it is Troy's doing. Because he always liked the way that fake food looked on those animated shows, and he really wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy says it's weird that, or uh, I, I believe Abed says it's weird that he sees it too. And Troy's like, we're weird like that. And then they switch heads. And then they both go, Troy and Abed, in stop motion. And then that's that. So, that's that. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, and that means that it is time for... Great. Um, so uh, unlike my co-hosts, I, I do put, uh, I'm a big fan of Christmas, um, uh, mostly because it, it puts me, uh, in, in the proximity of my family that I love very much, uh, in Virginia. And, uh, I, I think that for me, uh, I, I tend to like Christmas stories like this, 
um okay. you know where it's a little like a little goofy a little real you know not not super saccharine but you know interesting um i i also come from a family in which uh you know there there is divorce and there is you know parents no longer together and things like that and i think that really connected with me on this watch um i really connect with annie and um uh, less so with Annie, but more with Abed about like, I have a tradition with my family and, but my family is moving on and, and they are doing something different and I don't, I need to react to that. In fact, like my family has always done Christmas in Blacksburg, but recently we've been starting to do Christmases in Asheville, North Carolina instead, um, because it's easier for some of my, uh, my cousins who have children to do that. And I understand. And it went down there and, and it's nice, but it's not exactly what I was, you know, to, it, but but that noticing noting that change and how you have to react to that is a really interesting thought around Christmas because Christmas is such a ritual, and and especially this year where everybody's rituals were thrown out the window because we can't go anywhere, um, and we should probably not see each other in person, uh, within reason, and and it, it's a reminder that you know this time is about the rituals we give to it, but it's also we give the rituals because we care about the people around us. At least that's my interpretation of this. And, and Abed's like recognizing that his rituals are changing, uh, due to necessity is important. Um, and recognizing how to move forward to the new rituals that he wants to create. Um, maybe it's not exactly the same, but it's certainly worth it. Um, it's, it's a very interesting thought process for me. I think it's really well made. Um, you know, stop motion, very well done. The, the kind of subplot of nobody actually being in the Christmas worlds, but being in the study room and having to continually discuss like, Oh, I'm doing, I'm getting on the roof or whatever. It's really clever. I think it's really well made. I, I honestly, this is probably one of my favorite Christmas episodes of almost anything. Okay. Um, it's an A plus for me. I think it's incredibly done. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think as a, as a style homage, um, I think this episode really excels because they go all in on the stop motion. The stop motion is that is done really well. I mean, it, uh, it, it looks not quite, but it looks a lot like a lot of those old, uh, like, you know, Rudolph and, and, uh, all of those sure. sort of stop motion things like they do a real good job with it. It it's a it's a fun little romp. Um, f- famously, I don't really love uh, holiday episodes of most things, and sure, um, I will admit that that my own my own personal feelings on that uh, do come into play here, um, because like I don't know. I mean, I I when I'm when I'm doing like a rewatch, I mean, I won't skip holiday episodes. Uh, actually, that's not even necessarily true. When I do Simpsons rewatches, I will a lot of times skip uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes, which is sacrilege to some people. But I'm like, you know, whatever. I don't. But you're like, it's non-canonical. Um, it depends <laughs> on how I'm feeling that day. Sure. But, you know, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not a huge uh, holiday episode person. Um, I do like. Like I said, the the style is great, like flawless. I do like the end message of like Christmas is is whatever you make it. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be strict 
traditions in a general sense. And it also doesn't have to even be those strict traditions in your own personal life. I mean, times change, you know, I, I imagine someday, you know, you will have children and, and whatever Christmas things you do now mm-hmm. will be, be different, different when you when you have kids. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, they're different because you moved across the country, you know, so on and so forth. I, th- I think that's a great message. And I think it's a better message than most Christmas episodes of things, which either come off totally over the top saccharine or really cynical. Um, and this this finds a real good line where it's like, this is actually a really sweet sentiment about how hard it is to deal with change during the holidays. Right. And so I really do like that. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm like, I mean, as a Christmas episode, I, do, I just I have I have feelings about it. I will I will give it a B plus while acknowledging that is a lot of my own sure. bias about like I would I would rather watch and this is this is true for most any show and most any holiday episode. I would rather watch other episodes of, you know, wh- whatever that show is. I almost certainly would rather be watching other episodes, even sure. the really good ones. Um it's just not my thing. Um, and sure. I know that's, you know, it's, it's sort of a cynical uh, sort of feeling on it. But, you know, I've, I've got my own complicated feelings on Christmas. And um, sure. You know, so. It, I mean, it's uh, important to note that, like, we are coming. It, I, I think this is kind of an under, not an understatement, but an undercurrent of what we always give grades is. It's about where we are at. You know, like, right. you know, you, br- you bring yourself into your grade. I pu- bring myself into my grade because I'm biased that it's an A plus because I really appreciate Christmas and I really feel kind of seen by this episode a little bit with, you know, the changing of traditions and the splitting of traditions between families and things like that. So I'm absolutely bringing myself into this grades as well, where you are, uh, where you, we, we both mm-hmm. are that there's no other way to, to objectively say, well, this was x it should only be a x it's everything is subjective right. uh well and i think um i know we're we're both listeners of uh the podcast how did this get played mm-hmm. um and on w- one episode i don't remember what it was, it was pretty early on in it i think but uh heather ann campbell is talking about working in game journalism and and reviewing games professionally and she's like yeah but see the thing is when it the when it comes down to like actually giving a grade to games like there's there's so much like bias that it comes down to like a game may have gotten a lower score because the person that day got a parking ticket and they were mad about it and so now they're in a bad mood and so you know like feelings on it even change day to day. So like exactly. you're never going to be totally removed from those biases. Like, you know, that that's just, that's just the way of it. You know, exactly. Sometimes Tony Hawk's pro skater one plus two will be an, a 100 out of 100. And some days it'll be a 92 out of 100. Cause you just can't land a damn 900. Damn it. Huh? Yep. Just like that. So just like that. I actually made myself tear up with the idea that I did not land a 900. I am wow. Okay. Yeah, I I am in this game hardcore. So, uh, but yeah, so I, you know, I will I will admit that uh, it probably deserves higher than a B plus. But for me personally, it's a B plus, and that's uh, fine. But 
And that's perfect. We want to know what you think about this episode. Uh, we How do you feel about holiday episodes? How do you feel about this holiday episode? What would you call peanut butter if it wasn't called peanut butter? Uh, would you be impressed if somebody stole you a 69th Avenue street sign? <laughs> would you complain to your RA if they took it back and returned it? The stolen <laughs> property that you stole. Uh. W- I don't even remember what else we talked about on this episode. I think that was pretty much it. We we were on was, on to- a topic today. I think other, other than you know other than you know the, what's going to be funny. You're going to be like uh, editing this and it's like narrator. We were not. <laughs> uh, we want to know all these things and more. You can do that by tweeting at us. That is at Good Greendale on Twitter. You can find a contact form on our website, GoodMorningGreendale.com. It's got a link to a form. It'll send us an email. Uh, we'll we'll read it on the air uh, if you, uh, as long as you don't use too many bad words. <laughs> and uh, as if we can't can just also, not say those. No, we have to say all of them. Uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon page if you want to uh, support us uh, through Patreon. Uh, you can do that. Like a couple of new Patreon patrons we've got. Whoa. We have two new Patreon patrons. Uh, so thank you to Kirk Friesen. Uh, Friesen? I don't know how to say that. I apologize to you, Kirk. Uh, thank you. And also, uh, we have a new Patreon patron in Commander M. So thank Ooh. you, Commander M. Uh, we yes. appreciate your support. If you would like to support us, uh, like I said, there's a link on the website, or you can just go to patreon.com slash back to Futurama. We are there. We have some bonus content, and we do live episodes for $5 Patreon patrons and all that fun stuff. Um, and yes. if you, for whatever reason, uh, can't or won't or don't, that's fine, too. This, this podcast itself will always be free. Yes. And uh, if you listen to it, that's plenty for us yes so. thank you for coming to the end of these as always um we we say you a imagine lot of wild like, stuff go ahead can you imagine being like i want to listen to this podcast about community they're talking about peanut butter <laughs> what why and are they why are they talking that, about peanut butter yeah we, if you didn't turn off because of our just our enlightening discussion about peanut butter uh we really appreciate your your listening um we know that times are tough yeah you know the usual 2020 you know things that you've heard from everybody else we really we we love that you listen to us uh we we hope we're making you smile um whether or not you can support us or not we we are we 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 love you guys and uh stay safe And that will do it for us this week. Uh, Until next time, we're talking about yet another great episode of Community. Mm -hmm. I have been Ben. I have been Mike. That was a little vampiric there. I wish wish you you luck. luck. I I said luck. Is that? You did did say luck. Uh huh. It's fine.